Just Man's the Podcast. Welcome back to Just Man's the Podcast, you guys. I have a two-year-old. My son turned two over the weekend, and I don't even know where the time went. I feel like that saying where people are like, the days are long, but the years are short is so true. And I just like, I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm a mom of two. I can't believe that my little tiny human baby is too. It's wild. He's a little boy and it's just really cool to see. And it's super fitting that I'm actually sitting down to record this episode for you guys because it's something that I wanted to do for a while. But it's super fitting that I am doing this right after he turns two because I was able to really reminisce on his birth and really remember how beautiful, magical, messy, exhausting that time was of becoming a mom and my C-section experience. So I think it's very fitting that I am sitting down to record this episode. And what I'm going to be talking about in this episode is my experience between the C-section that I had with my first son. I'll get into why I had it, the pros, the cons, everything. And then I'm going to talk about my natural VBAC experience. I think it's really, really cool that I got to experience both sides of the coin. And honestly, I'll get into this as well. But if you would have asked me my thoughts on a C-section before I got the C-section, they would be so different. And if you were to ask me my thoughts on the C-section before having the vaginal birth, they would have been so different as well. So I'm glad that I can do this now and sit down when I've kind of been given this really newfound perspective on the pros of the C-section versus the cons and the pros of the V-back versus the cons. Because to my surprise, there definitely are cons of vaginal birth, and we'll get into it. But for anybody who is new here, hi, my name is Amanda Fowler. I am a mindset and wellness coach. I am a content creator. I'm the founder of The Pretty Naked. I'm a mama of two boys, and I do this podcast. And today, again, I really want to offer up my experiences for anybody who might be preparing for a C-section or preparing for a natural birth or is wanting to hear another story about a VBAC, a successful VBAC, because I think that was something that I wish I had both when I was going to prepare for my C-section and going to prepare for my vaginal birth after cesarean. And so I just love to share my experience because I think it can really help other women who are gearing up for that experience on their own to feel like they can relate to somebody to kind of get a reassurance. I just think it's really helpful to hear other people's stories. So that is what I'm going to be doing today. And I also am very passionate about sharing positive experiences, right? I think so often we hear and we share stories of trauma when it comes to birth and 
labor and postpartum. And while those are all valid and it's not to discredit those, I also just think it's so important to empower moms and new moms and expecting moms to actually feel like, hey, you know what? It's actually okay to feel excited and really love your experience. I think so many people, when I was gearing up to have a vaginal birth, were like, why are you doing that? It's so painful. Why would you put yourself through that? And that's not really my outlook on it. I think birth is so beautiful. And I'll get into it again when I talk about the pros, the cons, why I wanted a VBAC, all of the things. But for me, it really felt like this ancestral rite of passage to go through labor. It was it was one of the first times and only times I felt so powerful and right in my body. Like and what I mean by that is is I could tell this was what my body was was made to do and that was a really cool experience. So, I'm going to get into it and I just want to share a positive experience. I also want to share the real experiences of it cuz again, I think within positive experiences you can always have things that don't go as planned and things that aren't that beautiful, but if you guys are not new to this podcast, you know that I share everything. I am an open book and I'm so honest and I am very passionate about that. So, you're going to get it all laid out in front of you. If you like this episode though, I really, really would love for you to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because it really helps other people find this show and it allows other expecting moms to feel like they can hear some stories that might help them. So if you like this episode, please give it a like, a review, and share it with a friend. Okay, let's chat C-section first. I was 22 years old when I had my first son. And I, being somebody who's really into wellness and holistic health, really, really wanted to have a vaginal birth. I was so upset when I realized I couldn't have one. And if you go back in the archives of Just Man's the Podcast, you kind of see the whole trajectory of my experience and me podcasting when I was pregnant and and updating you guys about why I needed to get a C-section or or what the outlook was looking like for me getting a C-section or not. And ultimately, the reason I got a C-section was because my son Lennox was breached and he was persistent breached. Like, Breach at 20 weeks, breach at 30, then 32, 34, 36. He just, there was no sign of him turning and he didn't. And so there came a point where I had to really come to the come to terms with the fact that I was going to have a C-section. Now, if you want to really go back and listen to all of the inner workings of my mind at this time, then you can, again, go to all of the previous Just Man's the Podcast episodes when I was pregnant in 2020, because I'm sure you'll you'll just get like the whole full picture. But the one thing I will say is that it was very important for me to feel like it was my decision to have the C-section. And one thing that is important to know is that I hate, 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 hate needles, doctors, hospitals. I hate medicalized anything, whether it's a shot at the the doctors or it's getting my blood drawn or it's 
hospitals and in the way that I don't know, I just something about it really freaks me out. And I will say now that I've had a C-section experience and now that I've had a vaginal birth in the hospital, I I will say I feel like I'm I'm pretty good with them now. I am a lot better than I used to be because I had to be. I actually had somebody uh, pop into my DMs the other day and be like, I'm so scared to have kids because I really resonate with what you said. I'm so scared of hospitals and shots and needles. And she was like, how did you go to get over it? And I I truthfully think that there was just something within, within me. It was like an instinct to protect my baby. And I knew I had to be strong for my baby. And it was almost like this just overnight thing where I just had to decide it's not going to affect me anymore because it couldn't. Because what am I going to do? Faint at at every time I see a needle or I get close to a needle or go to a hospital or go to an OB appointment. It just it wasn't conducive to my health or my baby's health. So at one at some point I just had to get over it. And I remember the first time I saw Lennox on the ultrasound was a couple of days after I found out I was pregnant. I went to Planned Parenthood and I was like, I just need to see what the fuck is going on inside of me. I need to know my due date. I need to know the things. And I went and I remember walking up to the receptionist and feeling like I was going to pass out just because I was so nervous. I didn't know what to expect. And I was just scared. And I had this moment where I was like, you have to be strong for your baby. You just have to. And I think ever since then, I was totally fine. But that's a tangent. I just feel like I need to put it, I needed to put that out there because I want to paint you guys a picture. I was not somebody who was keen on C-sections. And I think the one thing that made me keen on it was one, coming to the realization that he probably wasn't going to turn and surrendering to the fact that he was breech. I think being in holistic health, you're so eager to try all of the holistic modalities and techniques and alternative medicine and just all of the things you can do to like home remedies, right? And so I was doing all the things. I was doing spinning, spinning babies. I was standing on my head in pools. I was going to acupuncture, doing moxibustion. I was putting frozen peas on the top of my belly and putting music at the lower part of my belly. Like I was, I was doing it all. I was doing the most and he just didn't turn. And so at some point I had to surrender and just trust that this is how he wanted to be born. But the one thing I want to say is that I am very much an advocate for coming to the decision on your own. I think when I was gearing up to have a C-section and when my OBs were first talking about me probably having to get a C-section, I felt like it was being very forced on me and I wanted to come to that decision on my own. So I read a ton of books. I even made them schedule my C-section on the date that I wanted to have my C-section instead of having them tell me when. And so I think what also helped me come to terms with it was feeling like I had some sense of control over it. And it was my decision at the end of the day to have it and schedule it. So I had the C-section and I want to get into the pros and the cons. Now, mind you, I had a scheduled C-section. This is very different from somebody who has an emergency C-section. Maybe they are in labor for X amount of hours or just have an extenuating circumstance where they have to end up getting a C-section and that wasn't the plan. Mine was planned. Mine was scheduled. So it was very smooth. It wasn't chaotic. It wasn't spontaneous. I knew exactly what I was 
going into. Well, I, I didn't know exactly what I was going into, but I had been told this is what's going to happen. And it was very like on paper, this is like the routine of it. Whereas labor and vaginal birth is very much up to the gods, the source, the spirits, whatever is meant for you to happen. It's on divine timing, right? And your C-section, if it's scheduled, is not, which I think could be a pro for some people if you are somebody who's very type A and you like to control things and you feel most comfortable that way. So if you're listening and you have to get a a C-section and you're a little bummed out about it, maybe have a reframe and be like, huh, it actually is kind of nice that I know exactly when my baby is coming and I can prepare for it. And I will say, I don't know if this was the universe's way of allowing me to ease into this idea that I can't control everything because I think from the beginning of my days, I've been somewhat of a control freak and feel very comforted by what I can control and having a hand in it. And so maybe the universe knew I wasn't ready to fully be in the throes of spontaneous labor and natural birth. And so maybe that was the universe's way of saying, okay, we're going to ease you into understanding that you can't control everything by giving you a breech baby, making you have to schedule a C-section. And then we're going to allow you to kind of control the situation a little bit, like pick the date, roll in, get get your your vibe cultivated. Like I, it was really, honestly, I think exactly what I needed and I just didn't know it. So because it was my first baby, because he was unexpected, I think a little bit of planning and scheduling it made me feel really comforted. And so looking back on it, that was definitely a pro. I think the other thing that I didn't know was a pro of a C-section that I found out quickly after having a vaginal delivery was the recovery aspect of it. And I also want to I feel like this goes without saying, but disclaimer, this is my experience and I know everybody else's experience isn't the same, especially if you have an unplanned C-section. Maybe you you went through labor and then needed to have a C-section. That recovery is going to look a lot different. It's probably going to be a lot tougher. My experience was I was pregnant one minute, then I was not pregnant the other minute. So my recovery honestly was just like recovering from a surgery. And because I was young, because I was healthy, it was actually very smooth. And I want to say after about seven days, I was walking around my block. And then after about two weeks, two and a half weeks, my bleeding stopped and I felt so good. I don't remember. I came home from the hospital on day three and I didn't even have to take my pain medication. I think they called in some oxy for me and I didn't pick it up. And then I think I stopped taking Tylenol or ibuprofen probably on like day five. It it honestly, I also think a lot of it too was the fact that I had a lot of oxytocin. I was breastfeeding. So I think that the the happy chemicals that were flooding my body kicked in and, and helped me with the pain. So my recovery was really, really smooth. And I I also just want to mention that for anybody who's gearing up for a C-section, because I think so often you hear about people having really hard recoveries post post C-section post surgery and I I do think that a lot of people have that experience but I want to put your mind at ease my experience was very very smooth compared to my vaginal delivery it was honestly better and I'll get into that when we talk about talk about VBACs but yeah I I think that 
that's something I want to reassure people is if you're having a, C- a scheduled C-section, chances are, and you're healthy and everything goes goes to plan, chances are your, your recovery is not going to be as bad as you think it is. The other part of the C-section and how, how I kind of look back on it was, again, I think the fact that it was scheduled was a pro because I was able to, again, cultivate the vibe. I was able to bring in a speaker and play my own music. I was able to have the lights dimmed a little bit. I was able to rub essential oils on my temples. And uh, what is the other thing that I did? I think that's it. But anyway, I, th- I I really was able to make it feel a little bit more birth-like and less, hmm, now that I have had a vaginal delivery, I don't really know if I like the term birth, birth-like because birth-like can still be chaotic, especially if you're in labor. So I think the word I want to use is I was able to make the OR feel a little bit more cozy, less sterile, you know, uh, more zen and less pit crewy because if you are listening and you have had a C-section before, you know that they just come at you like a pit crew because once you get the spinal or the epidural or whatever numbing agent they use, they want to get the baby out quick so that, you know, one, I think also the drugs don't really infiltrate the baby as much, even though they do. And two, so that they can get the baby out while you're still numbed. But yeah, I think... I think that because it was scheduled, I was able to have more of a Zen experience and it was a little bit more cozy rather than sterile and hospital-like. So that was the other pro. I want to get into the cons of a C-section because again, like any experience, there are pros and cons. The cons of the experience for me was that it was a major surgery and that's no joke because even though I had a really smooth recovery and I I, I want to say I was really recovered after like two and a half weeks for the most part, other than just being weak in my core, I also had a major surgery. And so for the first couple of days, it was really hard to pick up my baby, walk around. And it felt really, it felt really, um, what's the word? A little disheartening that I couldn't like pick up my baby and feel good. But now that I know what a vaginal recovery is like, it's just so funny. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Like I feel like you're so weak regardless. But the surgery definitely prohibited me from doing certain things that I wanted to do with ease. The other aspect of the surgery was that I can't even tell you how bad the gas is. And I remember for the first couple of days, I had no appetite because my it just felt like, and this is very true and accurate, it felt like my insides were just not put in the right spot. And they very well could have not been. Like your inside, they take your organs out of your body, put them on your stomach, grab the baby, and then place them back in. Like what's that fucking game that doctor game that you you don't you try to like do surgery without getting buzzed or zapped. I don't even know what that's called. I have to look it up actually. Doctor buzz game is what I'm operation. Oh my gosh, it literally like operation. It feels like they're taking your organs out, which they are, and then they put them back in and they just kind of like hope for the best. Well, okay. They know what they're doing, but that's how it feels because the gas is so gnarly. I remember laying in the hospital bed and just being 
not being able to sleep because of the gas, just being so uncomfortable and so bloated and so not right in my digestive area. And that was really, really hard because I didn't have an appetite. I was also really hungry because I was breastfeeding. So the gas is just gnarly. It's on another level. The other con of the C-section was that you're getting drugs. You are very medicated for good reason. I don't know if I would ever wish a C-section experience on anybody without drugs, whether it's the spinal, the epidural, a little pain medication, maybe some Xanax to kind of ease your mind. Like You are very medicated. And the reason I bring that up as a, as a con is because I feel like it can actually affect people's mental health. And I'm not going to go as far of like saying those drugs and medications cause postpartum illness, but I, I feel like knowing what I do know, I can see how that makes people's mental health just not as um, – I, I think it, it just makes you more susceptible, I feel like, to not being in a good state of mind because you're just kind of altered. Your your mind is altered by the drugs. And the the second thing about the drugs is that your baby is going to get the drugs. Same thing with like an epidural. If you get an epidural when you're in labor and you're having a vaginal delivery, your baby you know, gets that. Um, so that was the other thing. And the reason I'm bringing it up and and you know, sharing that is because I could definitely tell like Lennox was a sleepy baby for the first two weeks of his life. I remember Lucas and I looking at each other and being like, all this kid does is sleep and he doesn't cry. Do we have a sociopath or is he just a little drugged up? And I really think he was. And now that I've had a baby without any drugs, I totally see the difference. Ellis, my second born, who was born via vaginal birth, no, no medication, he was alert from the from the jump. From day one, he was so alert. And now looking back, Lennox wasn't it. And I really do think it was because of the drugs. The next con of a C-section is that your baby doesn't get the gut microbiome from you. So when you give birth, your baby goes through your vaginal canal and they it's what we call seeding your your baby. So your 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 baby gets seeded with your gut microbiome. It's kind of their first, not kind of, it is their first introduction to bacteria and, and gut microbiome. And as they go through the vaginal canal, they swallow all that good bacteria that's in your vaginal canal. And that is the first um, kind of immunity and, and gut health they're born with. And so when you're your baby's born via C-section, they're just kind of taken out and they get their first, like their gut is seeded by whatever is around them. So like maybe the, the doctor or um, the room. And that's why obviously it has to be super sterile, but this has been shown to increase the risk of food allergies and things like eczema. It's actually funny. Lennox has eczema. He doesn't have any food allergies, thankfully, but he has eczema. And we actually did notice that when he eats tomatoes in the winter, his eczema flares up. So it's like the dry skin plus the tomatoes. It's so, so weird. But yeah. So when they're not seeded with the gut microbiome, their their gut just isn't as strong from the get-go. So that's also a con. The other con to a C-section is the baby doesn't always get immediate skin to skin and you're not always able to just breastfeed right away. 
you're not always able to have like that first golden hour is what they call it, where they just leave the baby with you. Uh, they don't, you know, uninterrupted. You get to have that skin to skin. Not everyone gets that chance in the OR. I was thankful enough to get it. I do remember sitting on the hospital or the, yeah, sitting on the, the surgery table waiting for them to check Lennox out for like a good four minutes. And then he was brought over to me. It wasn't like immediately they pulled him out and put him on my chest. They had to take him over to the heat lamp, yada, yada, do all the things, do the APGAR test, and then they put him on my chest. So you don't get that immediate skin to skin. And I also do think that they're I think they're probably a little bit more on high alert when your baby comes out via C-section because they want to make sure that they're good and everything's okay before they give them to you. And it's kind of hard for you to like hold your baby because I think for me, I can't remember if I had both arms strapped down or only one or none. I think I had only one arm strapped or maybe none. I don't even know if I had my arms strapped. I can't remember, but you're numb. So you can't really move. And so they have to help you they have to help put the baby on your chest. And so that was a, another con was Lennox was brought to me like four minutes after me having him. And I just remember laying on the table being like, where is my baby? And I hate laying here by myself. I need a distraction. Like, let me just see my baby. So, and even though it was only four minutes, like those four minutes are so damn long because you've waited 10 months to have your baby and you just want them on your chest immediately. The other con, I feel like for some people, could be not having your husband be able to be there when you get the spinal tap. I remember that whenever I was gearing up to have my C-section, I reached out to so many C-section moms and was like, what is your experience? What does it feel like? Walk me through the whole process. And every single one of them said that their husband or their partner wasn't allowed to be in the operating room when they were administering the spinal or epidural because so many partners pass out at the sight of the needle. Thankfully, Lucas was able to be in the room with me. So that was my experience. And I know that's not everybody's experience, but that's also could be another con is maybe you don't get the support person in the room with you while you're getting the the big ass needle in your back. <laughs> there's there's just no other way to put it. The last con I want to mention about a C-section, and this is actually something that I don't think everybody would say is a con. Actually, I know that not everybody would say this is a con. Let me just take a sip of my water real quick. The last con, and I think honestly for me was the biggest con about having a C-section was I did not get to experience labor. And that's probably why when I had my VBAC, I was like, absolutely no medication. I want to feel everything because for me, it was such a a bizarre experience to be pregnant one minute and grow this human for 10 months and and feel like my body was gearing up to have have this baby vaginally and and just like do all the things it needed to do to prepare for that that transitional experience so it felt like I was doing that but then I was pregnant and then one minute I I wasn't and it was just very like cut cut and paste. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, you're pregnant and then you're you're not pregnant. Like there was no transition. There was no bridge. There was no passageway into being a mom. It was just the baby was literally cut out of me. And I've never really heard anybody articulate this experience of just feeling like they needed a little bit of a transition period before or between 
you know, being pregnant and then having your baby. And so for me, that was a huge con. I remember being like, I needed that. I needed to go through labor to kind of have my pregnancy come full circle. And so that was a huge con for me. I really wanted to experience labor. I just wanted to feel like I just knew it was such an ancestral thing to be. It's like a club, right? It's like a, a club that all women of of the past have been through. And I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to experience that and see what my body could do and see what it was made for. And so that was really, I think, probably my biggest driving factor of having a natural birth. But excuse me, my son is crying. So I'm going to go grab him and then I will be back to talk about a natural VBAC. Okay. I think we're good. He is three months old and I feel like he's going through the four-month sleep regression right now, early, which is just so, 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 so fun. But we are kind of in the process of trying to teach him how to fall asleep on his own. He's done it before. He can do it, but he is just really going through it. So let's hope he stays asleep. And if he doesn't, I will go grab him again. But anyway, let's talk about a natural VBAC. So for anybody listening who might not know what a VBAC is, it's a vaginal birth after a cesarean. And actually, when you are gearing up to have a VBAC, they call it a TOLAC. So they call it a trial of labor after a cesarean. So the VBAC is kind of like if you had a, success, a successful VBAC, they'll call it a VBAC. But if you haven't really experienced labor, then they'll call it a trial of labor after cesarean, if that makes sense. If you want to learn more about like all the terms and just kind of get more of more stories about it, go to Dr. Berlin's Informed Pregnancy Podcast because he just has a lot of good insight. And I honestly feel like that that really empowered me whenever I was gearing up for my VBAC to go listen to the stories over there. So that's just a little quick tip. VBAC. When I was when I found out I was pregnant again, I knew holy shit, part of me kind of being a little scared and upset and overwhelmed that I was pregnant again was the fact that I knew I was going to experience labor this time. And even though I wanted it, it was scary as hell. It was very, very scary and kind of daunting. And I think it's because you hear so many experiences where people say it's just so painful and it's awful and it ended in a a C-section and it just didn't go as planned. And I honestly try to just consume so many positive birth stories because that's what I wanted to experience. And I am really happy to say that I got my VBAC and it was honestly so freaking beautiful. And If you want to hear my whole birth story, you can go over to Accidental Parents Podcast and listen to my whole birth story with my second son over there that I do with my husband. But for now, I'm just going to talk about the the pros and cons of a VBAC. So what I – I think I had like a twofold kind of perspective on this. I think I had like a – uh, here's why I thought I wanted a a VBAC and then after having the VBAC, here's – what I know to be true about why I wanted the VBAC, if that makes sense. And I think before having my VBAC, when I was gearing up to it, I knew I wanted to have it for the recovery reasons, the gut microbiome, and to experience labor. And I think the two things there were experiencing labor and the gut microbiome. What I actually know now is that the recovery reasons why I wanted it for the recovery purposes were not didn't actually ring true. 
I honestly had a harder recovery with my vaginal birth than I did with my C-section and I will get into it. I hear my son crying again. So he's just going to come join me. Gotta love a husband who works from home because he is currently holding Ellis for me. So I can finish this podcast because this is, again, something that I really wanted to talk about. Okay. I thought that when you had a vaginal birth, you would give birth, deliver the placenta, skin to skin, breastfeed. Your stomach would go down. You wouldn't have any digestive issues. You could get up and like two hours later, you could be cleaning the house. You could be walking around in your moo-moo. You could be feeling good. No. I felt like I got hit by a motherfucking truck. <laughs> and I will explain why, kind of. I'll, I'll briefly touch on, on my experience and why I actually think I had such a tough time um, because I, I don't think I had like that smooth of a vaginal birth. I mean, I did, but I the postpartum wasn't really smooth. So let's get into it. The pros of having a vaginal birth after a cesarean was that I got to experience labor. And honestly, it was the coolest fucking experience ever. And if you are somebody who is currently pregnant and you're you're fearful of of labor, I would really encourage you to write all of your fears down and allow yourself to let go of them by putting them onto paper. Because once your fears are on paper, they lose a lot of their power. You still might have some fear, but fear is the one thing you cannot bring into the labor room. And I had a 10-hour labor. I did it completely natural. And my husband hates me when I say this, but honestly, I, I, I can't use the word painful for my contractions, for the labor experience. I can't. I just can't because it wasn't that. It was enduring. It was challenging. It was uncomfortable. But to say painful kind of makes it feel like it's unbearable. And it was 100% bearable. I, I think because when you have contractions, they very much are like waves that have peaks and valleys and they come and go. I think you get a break. I think that you can kind of know what to expect whenever one is coming on after you've experienced them for a little bit. And so every time I was getting a contraction, I knew how to breathe through it. And I knew that it was going to go to its peak and then it was going to fall back down again. So it really was, it was doable. It was manageable. It was, it was freaking awesome. And, you know, I, I, I'm sure I wouldn't have said that when I was in it, but honestly, like I'm so freaking happy I got to experience it because it, it felt very much like a rite of passage. It felt like one, I was finally experiencing pregnancy come full circle and in that transition piece that I was missing to get me to the postpartum realm. But it also felt like I it was like an initiation. Like I was initiated into this like group of women who have been doing this for years and years and years and centuries and centuries and centuries since the beginning of our species, you know? And it just felt like I was tapping into like this ancestral womanhood club. I, I can't even explain it. It was the coolest experience. And I still feel so grateful that I was able to experience it, that I was able to do it naturally. And the reason I wanted to do it naturally was because one, again, I think because I had the experience where it was very medical, very, I couldn't feel anything. I almost was like balls to the wall. I want to take it to the complete opposite. I want to feel everything that I can. And the other reason was because it's a VBAC, they actually like you to have less medical intervention because with more medical intervention, there's more risk. And so 
I was able to have that natural that natural V-back that I really wanted. And that was such a pro that I was able to experience that transition piece. I was able to experience labor and I was able to really feel like I was a part of a sacred and ancient experience that just felt so biological and so, what's the word? So right. It just felt right. The other pro was that I was able to have immediate skin to skin. And this was really cool. I remember, and this is where the con comes in, which I'll talk about after, but I remember as I was getting stitched up because I I tore a little bit, I was having a hard time focusing on my baby because I was so concerned about the tearing. I was just like, this is so weird. But I will say I was so happy that I was able to have him on my chest. And I I remember too, before that experience, seeing and thinking about how the baby would be bloody and be being put on my chest. You don't even think about that because at first it kind of freaked me out because I hate blood, which is really funny because I hemorrhaged. Anyway, we'll get into it. Um, I remember thinking that before I went into the experience, like, huh, are they going to wash him? Are they going to like, you know, make sure some of the blood is not on there? But uh, you don't even think about that. And honestly, you don't want them to wash him or her because that vernix is just so good for their skin. Like, I don't think we bathed Ella's for the first two weeks. And if you don't bathe your baby, the longer you wait, just like the longer you'll you'll soak up that newborn smell because the amniotic fluid that they still have on them and the vernix, oh, it just – it smells so good. So I I think the immediate skin to skin was just such a big, big thing that was so different from my C-section experience. And not only that is we were able to have that golden hour where they just really left us alone with the baby. They kind of left the room and allowed us to just be with him. And it was just really, really cool. It was really special. I don't think he left my left my chest for the first hour, hour and a half. The other pro was obviously he was able to get the good gut microbiome that was in my vaginal canal and he was seeded through that. And honestly, I feel like I've noticed a difference because I think Lennox spit up a lot more than Alice did. And from the get-go, Ellis's poops were more consistent. He, I, we could just tell his digestive system was a little bit stronger than Lennox's was as a baby. Now, my two-year-old, I don't want to scare anybody who's like, oh my gosh, I have to have a C-section. My my kid's gut health is going to be poor. No. My kid is a fucking duck dump truck. He can eat whatever and he is so good and his health is amazing. He's great. Again, no food allergies. Great gut gut health. Honestly, like probably because he he loves sauerkraut and he eats it like all the time. But I digress. If I get if I get on topic of gut health too too long, I can just ramble. Anyway, we definitely experienced the digestive differences between my firstborn and my second. The other one, again, and I was kind of touching on it with the C-section uh, cons, was that the pro for a vaginal birth was, well, a natural vaginal birth for me was that my baby didn't get any drugs and we could so tell. He was so alert, eyes wide open, like here to freaking go. He was ready. And I really do think it was because he, I didn't have any drugs. So he didn't have any drugs in his system and he was just so alert. He was so calm and so chill, but so alert. And sorry, I'm burping. I just ate chicken salad and chicken salad just always does a number on me. I don't know why. I should get to the bottom of that. Let's get into the cons because I think my natural VBAC had way more pros than my C-section. However, I think it had just as many cons, which is interesting the other con or the first con about my VBAC was 
I tore. So the tearing, the tearing aspect of vaginal birth that's always a risk for anybody, whether it's the VBAC or not, is there is a risk of you tearing and it freaking sucks because you don't not not for me like during it because I didn't I I tore very minorly. So I didn't really feel myself tear. I felt myself one get stitched up and two the recovery piece of it. I was so itchy and uncomfortable when I sat down and it burned when I peed for a good week and then I was still itchy for like a good four and a half weeks, five weeks. It was it was pretty gnarly. The tearing was definitely a con. I think I tore in two places pretty mi- minorly and it was still very much a nuisance. The other con was that I hemorrhaged. And this kind of goes into the third con, which is recovery. So I think the only three cons of my vaginal birth was tearing, hemorrhage, and recovery. So this is very, again, specific to me and my experience. I hemorrhaged about three hours after I had my son. I lost like almost half my blood. It was very scary. It was the most severe medical kind of issue that I've ever experienced. And it was very very scary for me. Like I am somebody who's a hypochondriac. I was like, am I okay? Am I going to die? Like, am I good? And I was, I was fine. My midwife reassured me that I was nowhere near the danger zone, but it was still so freaking hard on my body. I think this is also why I felt like I got hit by a truck was because one, I pushed for an hour, which isn't a long time, but it's not a short time. That's like so many, that's probably like 10 contractions being just like full force all I have after a 10-hour labor, like pushing like like I you could not believe. So I was pushing for an hour, which I think felt really taxing on my body. I felt like I just like did a gnarly workout. And then I hemorrhaged. So I think that also made me more weak, but I was so sore and weak and run down and foggy and uh, lightheaded and kind of dizzy. I just did not feel good. I could not stand up. I couldn't even walk to the shower. I just really need to be needed to be bedridden, which like honestly, if you have any kind of experience, postpartum is the time where you should just be laying low and resting and being in bed, but I have this thing around rest that I am constantly working on where I I just feel like it's not productive, but it is. It's so productive and it's the the only thing you should be worrying about postpartum. So even though the recovery was hard, I think the thing that also made it really hard was that I just have this this thing about slowing down. It's hard for me. So that was just kind of like a devil whammy. I also had a lot of postpartum anxiety, not about my baby, but about my my own health. And I think that was tied to the hemorrhage and just being very traumatized by it. And again, I, I know that I'm, you know, talking about how I want to share positive experiences. And I think that's also something that I've been grappling with is that I had such a positive, beautiful experience of a vaginal delivery. And then I had a pretty traumatizing postpartum experience within like the first couple hours of my son being alive. So it's very conflicting, but overall, like I I would do it again if I had to, because it was just one, a beautiful experience. And two, you get a beautiful baby out of it. And it's just, it's so worth it. And so if you're scared about hemorrhaging, like that's also why I feel really comfortable. I feel really happy that I was in the hospital because it made me feel so comfortable. And knowing that I I did hemorrhage now, if I ever were to go to have another baby, which I don't even know if I'm going to, 
But I just know if I ever did, I would do it in the hospital because it was so nice to have that reassurance of if anything happens, which it did, I'm in the right place for anything to for, for treatment. I'm in the right place. I'm going to get treated. It's going to get under control. And I felt safe. So I think that's important too, to just feel safe in the environment you're in, whether that is a hospital or whether that's your home. Just go where you feel the safest. But the other part of this being a harder recovery is that I had a toddler. I didn't have just this one singular baby that I was able to just lay in bed with all day. I had a full-blown toddler who wanted my attention, wanted me to hang out, wanted was like, you know, very much energetic. And so the fact that I wasn't able to just lay in bed and soak up the the newborn phase, like I did, but I mentally I wasn't able to because I was also thinking about my toddler and wanting to be with him and wanting to feel good enough to entertain him and spend time with him. And so I think I was grieving a little bit of that. And yeah, I just like looking back on it, I think my mind was the biggest thing that was making my recovery so so bad too. I remember I also bled for like six weeks as opposed to like with my C-section, I bled for like two and then was done. But with this one, I bled for like six weeks and that felt really hard. So I think that a lot of of why my postpartum experience was very much harder this time rather than my C-section was because one, my body went through labor. So there was a lot more physical physical uh, labor, like literally labor that my body endured. And then two, I had a toddler and that was that made it really hard to just feel like I could rest and, and mentally that made it hard. The other thing was because I hemorrhaged and that obviously losing almost half your blood is going to make you not feel your best. So those those three things I think were like the biggest things that made my recovery harder. But definitely, definitely if I had to choose one or the other – I would definitely go VBAC again just because I I think I just prefer the experience of labor over like a spinal tap and a knife. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, those are the two – those are my two experiences with C-section and my natural VBAC. And I really think, you know, there are so many pros about a VBAC, but there are also just as many cons. And there are so many pros about a C-section and just as many cons. And I think that this is a perfect testimony to – every woman is entitled to the experience that they have and the experience that they want. And no experience is better than the other. I think I can compare my two experiences because they're mine, but I can't just blanketly say that a C-section or a vaginal birth is better for everybody because it's not. It's so unique and it's so individual. And I think that's just, you know, having these two polarizing experiences, I think I can actually finally understand that they're is a time and a place for a C-section and there is a time and a place for a vaginal birth. Okay. Little Ellis has joined us. <laughs> I um, I want to quickly just also talk about some of the things that were different uh, this postpartum experience versus my last and – or versus my first. And the other things were that with this experience, I was on a maternity leave and I had this like looming – I was going back to work at a certain time. Whereas with my first, I didn't have a job. I was starting my my process of figuring out what I wanted to do. And thankfully, I was able to, you know, we were able to rely on Lucas's income solely. So I didn't have to rush back to work. And so I wasn't in this mindset of like, I need to start feeling better at this certain deadline, which I feel like I did have that with my 
Um, second, and even though I am my own boss and I could have absolutely made my maternity leave longer, I think I just put a lot of pressure on myself. And again, that mental piece, it's so mental. Everything about birth and postpartum is mental. It's a mental game. Like if there's anything you get out of this, it's a mental game. Now looking back on it too, I definitely feel like if I ever had another baby, I would make my maternity leave at least four months, truthfully, because, well, maybe even five, because I think the first five months are the hardest. And then after that, you're fine. Oh, I just hit my baby in the face. <laughs> I talk with my hands a lot and he's he's getting the uh, the short end of the stick with that one. Anyway, the other part of that was that my husband, Lucas, got two weeks off with our firstborn and he got four weeks off with this one, which was actually really nice because I again, my my experience postpartum was a lot harder of a recovery with my second rather than my first. So the fact that he only had two weeks off uh, for paternity leave with Lennox was nice. And then the fact that he got four with Ellis was actually super, super nice because I we needed that a lot because I just his mom even came out right when he went back to work because I still needed the help. And I, I think it was around the month mark where I actually started to feel like I had enough energy to even just like go walk to the kitchen and do the dishes. Like it, it was that hard of a recovery. I, I don't think I felt like my, I don't want to say that I felt like myself, but I don't feel like I felt like I had my full strength back for at least six weeks. The other thing that I want to mention is that with both of the experiences, we stayed in the hospital for two to three nights. I think with my first, we stayed in the hospital for three nights. And then I think with my second, we stayed in the hospital for two nights by choice. And then like, I, so I, I was in labor overnight. Um, I went, I, my water broke at three with, with my second. And then I had him at one fifty one in the morning the next day. So we went in on Friday night and were there through Saturday morning. So it, we didn't stay the night. Like we, it just, I was laboring overnight for that first night. So we really chose to stay twice, like two nights in a row. Whereas with my first, we stayed for three nights, which was a lot. Um, and so I think that's a distinction to be made as well. Uh, I definitely feel like I probably could have used that third night with my second rather than my first, but it's just interesting how things work out. And sorry if you guys hear Ellis's little babbles in the background. Actually, I'm not going to apologize because they're so cute. The last thing I want to just mention is I want to give you guys some tips for a C-section versus a VBAC. And again, I just want to say this is like the number one tip, just the overarching tip, tip for everybody is birth is so mental. Postpartum is so mental, especially labor. Labor is such a mental game. And if you are in the mindset that you are safe, that you are loved, that you are capable of doing this, that you can handle anything, that you can do anything you put your mind to, then you you will be able to do it. If you have this mindset of fear, have this mindset of anxiety, are unsure of whether your body can do it, you don't trust, you don't feel loved or supported or held in your experience, you might not be able to do it because your your mindset is so key. And I think that's also why I wouldn't use the word painful for my contractions was because I was such in this mental zone. I compare it to a volleyball game, right? I used to play volleyball in high school and call it and I played club in college, but I compare it to like when you're in a sport and you are just so focused on the game, nothing else matters, right? And so when I was in labor and I was so focused on my contractions and my breathing, 
nothing else could infiltrate that because I felt so in control. And I think when you feel in control, your your body responds. And I think when you feel out of control is where you let fear come in. And that's also where maybe you have a risk of getting a C-section or just having a more painful labor. I think fear – actually, I know this is like brain brain science <laughs> – my friend Faith is a brain training coach and she talks about this a lot. Her handle is at that healing feeling. She talks about how like you're if you have fear in your mind, your body is actually going to feel more pain. And so um the fact that I didn't have any fear, I felt really in control, I felt supported, I felt held, I felt loved, I felt capable, I think actually allowed my body to not be in a painful state at all. The other thing, again, I I mentioned this in the beginning, but I think it's so helpful to write out your fears. I think if you have fears, which all of us do when we're approaching birth, you need to write them out because you need to get them out of your head. And so that was really helpful just to kind of see like, okay, here are my fears on paper. And then I was able to also like talk back to them and be like, actually, you know, that is so valid to feel that fear, but it, it doesn't hold any truth. Like, I think being able to reassure yourself is so important. The other tip that I want to offer is for all of my C-section mamas. If you are somebody who's having a scheduled C-section, I would really talk to your OB about what your options are to make it more of a Zen-like experience. I know that some hospitals offer gentle C-sections where you can have the lights dimmed low, you can have your own music. You can have uh, a clear drape so that you can see everything. You can see your baby being born. I did not want that. Again, didn't like hospitals, didn't like blood, didn't like needles. I just felt like it was better for me to not see. And I, 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 I'm very glad I, I, I didn't see. I actually have pictures and that was cool. But if you want to see like live in the action, you can ask for a clear drape. And I just think whenever you're gearing up for a C-section, I think, again, sort out your fears. Ask other mamas what their experience is and ask your OB how you can be best supported in in your wishes to have it feel more zen-like and kind of um, help ease your your worries a bit and fears. Because I know for me, um, feeling like the OR was very sterile and and hospital-like was something that was going to increase my fear. So it it was very helpful that I was able to have the lights dim low and have my own music. So um, that's a tip that I always give new moms. I think also educate yourself. I think all of us are so comforted by knowledge. So read books, listen to podcasts. Again, Dr. Berlin's Informed Pregnancy podcast is amazing. And a lot of women on there share their stories. There's a lot of celebrities who share their stories, which is cool to hear. And the thing I like best about his podcast is he has mamas who have so many experiences, who have feedbacks, who have vaginal births, who have C-sections, you know, spontaneous, uh, you know, just un- uh, just so many different – I don't know. That wasn't the word that I was trying to get at. Um, scheduled versus not scheduled C-sections is what I was going to say. I feel like when I talk for over 45 minutes, my brain just kind of goes, you know, like, uh, what's it called? Like spazzes out, shortages. That's what, it, that's the word. The other tip that I have for VBAC mamas, I think this is, this is probably one of the biggest is make sure you have a supportive ass birth team. I think that VBAC isn't supported in a lot of hospitals. Unfortunately, I, I was in a situation where um, I live 20 minutes away from Boulder and they're so crunchy and so supportive of VBACs. They actually are like, 
they have, I think, the highest success rate for VBACs in the state of Colorado. So I felt very, very fortunate. Um, I saw the Foothills Community Midwives, and I actually uh, – that was different from my first time around. I saw OBs, my first pregnancy, and I saw the midwives, my second pregnancy. I, I like the midwife experience a lot better just because I feel like um, – it's more about creating relationships rather than just like getting you in and out of the, the door and checking on your baby. So uh, make sure you have a supportive birth team. I really loved all four of the midwives that I saw on rotation and I grad I I gravitated towards one who I was actually lucky enough to get to deliver my sweet baby Ellis. She was the one that was on call and it was so just so perfect because I think I manifested it. I the whole the whole time I was just thinking like, oh, I hope that I get Paige when I go into labor. I hope she's the one on call. Again, loved all the other ones. I just I I felt this connection to her, and so I actually was able to have her um, deliver my son, which was really special. And it also was special because she had hemorrhaged as well, um, so she had that experience, and she she was just her bedside manner was just incredible. And I think that's so important, especially when you're gearing up to have a VBAC that can, you know, you never know, or a TOLAC, excuse me, it can end in a vaginal birth or it can end in a C-section. But I think one of the biggest ways for it to end in a successful VBAC is to have a supportive birth team who's there rooting you on, letting you know that you can do it and not forcing you to have a C-section because you've been in labor for too long, you know? But anyway, I've been rambling for an hour now, and I hope that that was helpful for some of you. I Again, I just feel so lucky that I was able to have two different experiences that were so, so incredibly different from one another. And if you are somebody who is listening, who is an expecting mama, if this is your first kid, second kid, third kid, whatever it is, and you're gearing up to have a different experience, or you just want to learn more about VBACs, or you just want to feel more reassured in your C-section experience, I hope that this made you feel whatever it is you were seeking to feel. And I, again, if you really like this episode, share it with somebody. I I think it's so important to tell our stories for, for our birth experiences because I think it helps so many other women have a successful experience and have a really positive experience. So Again, I hope that this helps anybody. You can find me on Instagram at Dressmans. And if you liked this episode, if you found it helpful, then DM me. I really want to know. And especially when it comes to if you're gearing up to be in labor or to have a C-section, I would love to cheer you on. So definitely reach out to me on Instagram, like this episode on Apple or on Spotify. And I hope again that it brought you some clarity, some reassurance, and um, just some more knowledge and made you feel empowered. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.